Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart will discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, and if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can catch me on Facebook Live on my Facebook page, Brother Prater, P-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-S of Paul, R-A, T-S of Tom, E-R. Um, I'm able to read your comments. If you want to send your questions or prayer requests on that, you're welcome to. Or even if you want to inbox me um, a personal prayer request, you're welcome to with that. Also, you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. For those who may be listening on 
the website, you must make sure that if you want to talk, you have to have a mic device. So just to let you all know that. Or you can go to our chat room on our website on our website. I am turning on the chat room right now. You're welcome to send your questions, prayer requests, comments, whatever you so choose. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tabernacle Church, where my senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, excuse me, if, excuse me, if you have in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free and come worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each of them who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Thank each and everyone who are tuning in now. Um, Marty Conley, hello, sir. How you doing? God bless you. Good friend of mine, also Miss Freeman. Miss Freeman, God bless you. I appreciate you dearly. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. Question. You get attacked with nightmares, anxiety, panic attacks, or anything that may interfere with your sleep. Know that Satan will use those methods or any other method to wear you down, to prevent you from functioning properly or getting the rest that you need. Say it like this, the rest that you deserve. So on today's show, we're going to talk about how Satan will use the nighttime to attack us. Steps that we can do to overcome his attack and much more in the episode called Why Satan Fights Me at Night. Why Satan Fights Me at Night. Okay. Fix my phone. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about, well, maybe think about this subject. Um, This is me. I used to be horrified about the nighttime. Uh, growing up, those that know, I grew up in a fairly big family. It was uh, four boys and one girl. Uh, at one point, I had my uh, my brothers, uh, myself, my two older brothers. At one point, we used to stay in one bedroom and. Uh, when I was smaller, I always had uh, my sister. My sister and I well, used to share beds when we were small. So I always was with somebody. And then when I got old enough, I ended up moving from my sister and I, well, it was our room, my sister and I room on to the boys' room, uh, my older brothers. And then eventually one uh got married and the other one went off to school so now I have the room to myself and I remember how I used to be so afraid of the nighttime. you know have you ever been lying in the bed and 
you end up having the closet door open and while you lying in bed in the middle of the night, it seemed like while you sleep, your eyes pop open and you see those shirts or your sweaters in your closet. Now it look like it start having eyes. Now it's all like there's a face forming and it looked like it's trying to spook you out. Oh man, I used to be so scared. I had a horrible time sleeping. I used to put my hand, my palm, the palm of my hand over my eyes so my eyes won't pop open in the middle of the night. And then also, you know, I was young. I was um, sharing a story with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. I used to be so scared where we would hear the scripture, Jesus coming back like a thief in the night. So what I used to do, and like I said, I was just a kid. But what I used to do, I used to stay up past midnight because I didn't want to die before when I was young. I did not want to die. So I thought that death came at midnight, 12 o'clock. Thief is coming, uh, Jesus is coming back like a thief in the night. And so midnight was a transition. So as a kid, I always stayed up past 12 o'clock to make sure I didn't die when I was a kid. And that's the reason why I used to always go to school tired because I stayed up even while the other people in the in the house were asleep. I used to wake up in the middle of the night to do stuff. I used to take apart the TV and then put it back together before anybody woke up. I used to do those kind of things because I was so scared to go to sleep at night. And come to find out as an adult, I realized that was the trick of the devil. You know, God have always given us not the spirit of fear. That was the devil. The devil gave us the spirit of fear or tried to give us the spirit of fear. But God has given us power, love, and what? A sound mind, which is self-discipline. And so I realized as I began to get older, I realized that sleep deprivation and all that stuff was not the will of God for us. Sleep deprivation was something that the devil tried to create to destroy us or to attack us. Um, Later on, I'm going to share a story uh, about a personal attack that the devil tried to do. I would say try. He did do while I was asleep one night. I'm going to share with y'all. But we have to remember in God's word, he assured us, he promised us not just sleep, but he promised us sweet sleep. And I think a lot of time what happened when situations occur, we sometimes don't go back to the source. We don't go to the source of what the problem may be, but also we don't go to the source, which is God that was there to provide us the assurance and the promises that he has for us to get some sleep. And like I said, not just laying in the bed, tossing and turning, counting sheep. Sometimes you might have been so sleep deprived that the sheets that you're counting in your sleep have to mate to multiply because you're running out the sheets to count. That's not the will of God. God wants us to be able to get some rest, relaxation. And there are reasons why 
the devil try to deal with us at night. Now, I will say this this disclaimer. I'm not a licensed physician. But what I will recommend for those who may be in this situation, there is nothing wrong seeing a licensed Christian physician or a licensed Christian psychiatrist or psychologist. I recommend that. Some people, oh, no, we as Christians, we don't believe in it. No, 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 no. There are licensed, healthy, Christian, godly people in various uh, professions. And so what we have to do, we have to implement these things. We have to implement this so we can get the help and the healing that we need. And if you think about it, it's just like you saying, well, you know what? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to no psychiatrist. I'm gonna trust God. That's great. But what if God want you to go to them for you to get the help and the healing that you need? Because a lot of times there may be things that may have triggered these type of uh, irregular sleep patterns that you may need to just talk, talk about. Someone that may be able to help you tap into the root of the problem. So it's also someone that is seasoned or a professional that's knowledgeable about these type of things that may be able to help you get the help and the healing that you need. Or even somebody that's not, that don't even know you. Or someone that you may feel that won't be, um, that won't be partial. Somebody who may not know your family. So they won't have any type of uh, reservations to tell you truth because, well, you know, I know your brother, I know your uncle, you know, no, just be prayerful. So I do want to bring this disclaimer. But at the nighttime, when you look at it, the nighttime, that's the time that we're supposed to be resting. Those are the times that we're supposed to be recharging, refueling, because the busyness of the day, we're busy, we're working, we're tolling, physically, mentally, emotionally, but also what we can't forget is spiritually too. You know what? I'm going to tell you like this. Think about this. You took a bath today. You didn't go outside. You didn't do any manual labor. You didn't do anything or go anywhere that may have caused you to sweat, perspire. So you took your bath today. You didn't sweat. Didn't do anything. You just, let's say, stayed in the bed. Chill out. But if you stayed in the bed for three days without doing any type of manual labor, without breaking a sweat, without perspiring, you did those things three days, even though you took a bath that first day, but now you're in the bed for three days. After that third or fourth day, would you have taken a bath or would you have supposed to have taken a bath in those three days? The answer is yes. Even though you didn't 
do any manual labor. You didn't break a sweat. You didn't get out the house. The thing is, naturally, your body is shedding skin. Your body is working from the inside. Your body is always working. As long as your heart is pumping blood, you're working. And naturally, you're going to have to take a bath. It's not just to remove the stench, but also for health purposes to remove the dead skin. So the same way we have to look at pertaining to how the devil will even try to attack. Like I said, you don't have to do anything. But just like how you're not doing anything for three days, but you still need to take a bath. Same way we have to think about how sometimes, no matter what you do, automatically there is a spiritual word that's taking place that we're under attack on. So that's something we have to remember. So with that being said, naturally, there is a physical world that we're dealing with, but there is a quote-unquote spiritual world that we're dealing with. So when we talk about getting rest, when we talk about getting sleep, there are certain things that we have to think about because the devil going to try to deal with you not just in the daytime, but when you are quote unquote vulnerable. Excuse me. When you are vulnerable, what happens at the nighttime? Things happen where we become more relaxed at nighttime. When it's supposed to be dark, nighttime was designed for us to get rest, not just lying in the bed, but even mentally. It seemed like. When the atmosphere is dark, when at first there was light, at first there were there was work in the daytime. Daytime, you might have been doing your homework, might have been studying. But when it comes down to the nighttime, that's the time that it was designed for you to be at home. Like when I was growing up, when it started getting dark, mama would flick the porch light on and off, on and off, on and off. And everybody knew hey, we could be across the street at the park, but when people start seeing, hey, Miss Prater flicking the front lights on, hey, June, Sheila, Jerry, Ronnie, it's time to go home. So at nighttime, it was designed for you to be able to relax, unwind, reflect on today's events, but most importantly, be able to rest, sleep. So with that rest, with that that nighttime that was designed for us to rest, to rejuvenate, like I said, the devil going to try to interrupt that because I found out when a person is sleep deprived, there are things that happen that it prevents them from functioning at the level that they're supposed to. When a person has been sleep deprived, the It's like the devil will have a field day on them. Now, I also want to say this. Before we go any further, 
The first thing we're talking about the devil trying to attack us at night. The first thing as people, as human beings, we have to realize we are the only creatures that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. We as human beings are not just a physical being living in a physical world, but also we have a soul. We have a soul. We have God's breath in us. And I'm not just talking about breathing, but God's spirit was uh, breathed within us when he made humanity. So there is a physical world that we're living in, but also there's a spiritual world that we're living in. One of the examples I always say, when you think about the physical world, think about this. Have you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you got this eerie feeling like, man, something don't seem right. It, it feel like, man, it feel like something going to happen. And you kind of start seeing some possibility of things that may happen. And you say, well, it'll be all right. I'm going to go ahead and go over there. And as soon as you got over there, it was exactly the way that you mentally saw it before you physically made it there. You know why? Because your spirit man connected with the spirit of the atmosphere before you arrived at that location. So that lets you know there is more to you than meets the eye. It's more to you than the physical being. The physical being is not the totality of you. That's a small glimpse of who you really are. There is a spirit man that you have. And so for you to understand that the devil will not so much deal with you physically, but more he will deal with you in your spirit man. Now, I'm not saying that he won't deal with you in the physical. Yes, he will. But what we have to do, we have to be aware of Satan's devices because Satan is not a physical being. He is a spirit being. The Bible tells us that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. In other words, we're not fighting each other. The main source is not that person. It's the spirit within that person. That spirit is of the devil. Now, I'm not saying that person is the devil, but the devil is using that particular person to try to attack you. So, like I said, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but there's a spiritual wickedness in high places. There are uh, spirits and uh, principalities in high places. So we have to think about those kind of behaviors that the devil would try to do to discourage us, to try to distract us, to try to get to us. We have to think about those things that the devil may try to do. I wrote down actually what I was reading. I was reading from Ephesians 6 and 12. I'll read it from the uh, Holman Christian Standard Version of the Bible. It says, for our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, 
against the spiritual forces or the wickedness of evil in the heavenly realm. That's not where God is, but we're talking about in the air. So we have to realize that there's a there's a spirit behind that person. We are spirit beings, but also, like I said, the devil would try to use anybody to get to us, or even the devil may try to get into us to attack somebody to cause some type of conflict. So I said all that to say this. We're looking at things from the spirit world. And so when we look at how the devil may try to deal with us in our sleep, we got to be conscious of the spirit world. So, like I said, when you look in the mirror, the next time you look in the mirror, you have to see, you only see a glimpse of you. And and all of you, and matter of fact, you don't even know how you look unless you see a reflection through a mirror, through a window, through water. In other words, you don't know how you look. You can only see a reflection, but you can't see yourself directly. You can't see your face directly because your face is on your eyes. Excuse me. You can't see yourself because your eyes is on your face. So you can only see a reflection through some type of window, some type of uh, mirror. But even though you make a reflection of yourself, in order for you to see the back of your head, you have to see a reflection of a reflection. But even with that, you still don't see the totality of who you are. So with that being said, you have to ask God to help you to understand who you are, not just in the physical, but understand that you are made of body, physical body, a soul in a spirit. That spirit, we're not talking about the Holy Ghost. That's that's within your spirit being for those who are saved and have accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. That spirit that every person, male, female, saved or unsaved, every spirit, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, every spirit, every person has a spirit, and that spirit is God's breath that he breathed in us in Genesis when he made man, when he made humanity. So we as human beings are living in two different worlds at the same time, but also, like I said, we are body, physical body with five senses, soul that has five senses. And what is the soul? The soul comprises of the way you think, uh, like I said, your thought process, uh, your reasoning, these components, and then also your inside your. Let me say it like this. Let's see if I can get the container. Okay. Let's say this is your this is your physical body right here, my hand, and inside your physical body you have a soul. And this cup is your soul. And now, with body, soul, 
and inside your soul is your breath, your spirit, your spirit man. Now, like I said, every human being, saved or unsaved, has a spirit. Now, for those who are believers, let me use this. For those who are believers, those who are Christians, this will be the spirit. For those who are Christians, inside of our spirit, we have the quote-unquote spirit of God where he resigns in, that he lives in. And the only thing that can, the only thing that can actually fit or the only thing that was designed to be in your soul, your excuse me, your spirit is the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. But for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they still have a spirit, but they don't have the Holy Spirit living within their spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this is your this is your spirit that resides in your soul. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the Holy Ghost comes and lives within you, within your spirit. And this is where he resides. And like I said, only the Holy Ghost can fit into your spirit. If I try to put anything else other than the Spirit of God in my spirit, it was not made or designed. And what happened, this become my idol. So I wanted to make sure that we brought this to a proper understanding so we can understand who we are so that way we can understand the attack that the devil may try to do and like I said he will attack us at night what are some of the things that happen at night that the devil may try to do first of all even let's just say First of all, while we sleep, there are there are sexual attacks that the devil may try to do while we're asleep. There are some people, for those who, and we'll have a deeper discussion about that. I'll just kind of want to uh, give people kind of a little introduction of these uh, demonic spirits uh, for those who ever heard of incubus and succubus um incubus is incubus is the male it's the male demon the male demon that will even try to attack you in a sexual sense at night incubus excuse me incubus is the the male demon 
And then the female demon is succubus. Succubus. A lot of times what happens, he would attack us at night like we're adults. He may try to promote wet dreams. He may try to come to you. Um, it's just like you could be sleeping, and then all of a sudden you end up invigilizing yourself having sex. And then what happens, you wake up, and it feels so real. It feels like you actually had sex with somebody. The devil would try to introduce these type of spirits upon you to make you familiar with them for you to become a slave to them. So, like I said, we're gonna we want to just kind of introduce you to that to let you know that demon spirits are real. But also for you to be able to be aware of some of the things that the devil may try to do to make you sleep deprived. What happened when the devil attacks us at night? A lot of time it it give us sleep deprivation. Like I said, panic attacks. Um Sometimes insomnia, these things to trigger us, to make us go full speed mentally, sometimes to wear us out. These are some of the effects of uh, being sleep, sleep deprived. I wanted to, I wanted to uh, make sure to bring this in order. Some of the things from a physical standpoint, what would happen when we're sleep deprived? First of all, and it's not in this order, but I'm going to start from the head to the bottom. Uh, memory loss. During sleep, your brain forms a connection that helps you process memory, new information. But a lack of sleep can negatively impact both short and long-term memories. Sleep deprivation can affect your memory, the memory issues. Trouble with thinking and concentration. Your concentration, creativity, and also problem-solving skills aren't as up to par as it should be when you're being sleep-deprived. Mood swings. (laughs) That's self-explanatory. Mood swings. Sleep deprivation can make you moody, emotional, and also quick-tempered. A chronic sleep deprivation can affect your mood and lead to anxiety or depression that may be associated with it. And I'm going to put that on pause. Even bringing up pertaining to uh, mood swings. Mood swings even pertaining to panic attack, anxiety attacks. Also, one of the things we have to remember is the devil would try to bring up those things that we have dealt with in the past. It could be some type of trauma. I always get the uh, initials messed up, but PTHD, PTHD, um, a lot of times people have dealt with some type of trauma, some type of um, even loss. It can trigger us and make us refer, it's almost like for those who don't deal with it, it can actually 
block. It's like a blockage that happens within our mind, and it hinders us from growing physically, mentally, emotionally, not not physically, but mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. So I wanted to make sure to bring up how it can be associated with the mood swings. It can alter us. It, you know, I've seen so many people. Matter of fact, um, uh, I've had people that have had um, a panic attack, uh, uh, that you know, anxiety, call in the middle of the night when they're supposed to be asleep, but the devil uh, triggers something, and we end up talking on the phone, and it was always gauged where it would happen for like five minutes and. For sometimes I would be on the phone just to keep them on the phone to pray for them and even just kind of get their mind off of what's going on. And all of a sudden, it's like it passes over. So these are the things that are associated with our mood swings that the devil would try to attack us in. These are some of the effects that the devil may try to do. Um, Accidents. Being Drowsy, sleepy in the daytime can increase your risk for car accidents, injuries, or other accidents, uh, cause other um, incidents. When you sleep deprived, it does a lot to your physical body and your mental body, but most importantly, your spiritual body. Sleep deprivation will weaken your immune system. Too little sleep weakens your immune system defenses uh, against viruses that those that can cause common colds or flu. You're more likely to get sick and when you're exposed to germs because your immune system is weak because you've been sleep deprived. High blood pressure. It, um, when you're sleep deprived, uh, especially less than five hours a night consecutively, uh, you're putting yourself at a risk for uh, hypertension, high blood pressure. Uh, the risk for diabetes, lack of sleep, affects your body's release of, in, of insulin, a blood sugar-lowering hormone. Uh, people who don't get enough sleep even have a higher blood sugar level and increased risk for type 2 diabetes. Uh, Weight gain with sleep deprivation, the chemicals that signals your brain that you are full or off balance. Also, low sex drive. People who don't get enough sleep often have a lower libido in men, it decreases the sex drive that may uh, be due to a drop in testosterone levels. Uh, the risk of heart disease. Sleep deprivation may lead to increased blood pressure and higher level of chemical related to inflammation, both which may play a role in heart disease and also poor balance. Lack of sleep can affect your balance and coordination making you more prone to talk or other physical accidents, or excuse me, to fall or other physical accidents. These are some of the things that we have to think about, and you think about it. Also, even with sleep deprivation, I was saying all these things to do, but 
ultimately it would affect your witness. Think about it. You're supposed to be, uh, you want to be a light to to your family, to people at work or whatever, but you're irritable or you're falling asleep. You're not as effective as you are because not only you didn't get the sleep that you need, but you're dealing with a demonic fight while you sleep or at night. I'll say it like that. At night when you're supposed to be asleep. The devil is bringing all these things, all these attacks. And like I said, now it's one thing when a person, uh, they choose to stay up, they're working, they're doing something. No, but there are people are dealing with spiritual attacks at night, and we have to be aware of it. Also, if it ain't us that dealing with it directly, if we see someone going through, also, if, especially if we in prayer mode, God will nudge us in our spirit to let us know, hey, look here. He, you may not know exactly what the problem is, but God may touch your spirit. Hey, let me pray for you. Oh, I'm praying that you get a great night's rest. You can see it on Facebook. There are so many people that have, you know, anxiety or insomnia because they can't sleep. And so they get on Facebook and you see them in the middle of the night and they, they're frustrated. But we have to realize that was not something that God ordained for you to have or purpose for you to have. You have to be real with it. That is a spirit that was not of God, but it was from the devil to make you ineffective in your performance at work or in your ministry or in your purpose. So we, I, I wanted to make sure to bring up the whole thing for us to understand that this is a spiritual fight. And if the devil don't deal with us in the daytime because we're busy, we're active, when will he do it? He will do it at night when we're supposed to be collecting our thoughts, when we're supposed to be resting in that peace and enjoying fellowship with the family, being able to get some rest. Because what happened when a person is sleep deprived or when a person don't get, I say when a person don't get uh, the rest that they need. What happens? It's like press. It's like when you get into your rest. It's like pressing the reset button for your mind for you to be able to. Oh, okay, this is a new day. This is a great day. Give us this day our daily bread. Well, I got my daily bread for this new day. But when you're sleep deprived, you don't know what day it is. Uh, I know I know myself, when I don't get the rest that I need, my days run all together. You know, I'm up here thinking, I'm like, okay, that was that was early this morning. Come to find out, no, it was three days ago. You know, it's like there's no, it's like there's, there's no period. It's like your life is like a long paragraph with run-on sentences. You know, when... You know, when you read a letter, you're looking for punctuation. You're looking for uh, spell checks. You know, it makes sure everything is up to par. But just imagine reading a whole paragraph and there are no periods. There are no punctuation. It just all run on sentences. You're like, good grief. Well, that's the same way that our mind is when we're sleep deprived, when the devil has attacked us. In our sleep, he's preventing us from getting the rest that God assured us to have. 
So what we have to remember, does God promise us sweet sleep? Yes, he does. Now, before I forget, I do want to bring this up because I I don't want to forget. I want to make sure I bring this up. I had mentioned earlier that I was going to bring up a story that happened with me. This was, I I forgot what year it was, but it was actually Christmas night. I went to bed, and it was on a Sunday night, and I was getting up uh, early Monday morning. It was early Monday morning, December 26th now, and I had to house to myself. It was time for me to get up, and ironically, I was waking up before my alarm got off, before my my alarm went off. So what happened, I was feeling myself get ready to get up. So I tried to open up my eyes, and I couldn't. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm just tired. But I tried to get back up again. This time I couldn't, and I realized it wasn't me. It was a satanic attack that the devil was trying to do. And so what I did, I had to begin to start praying right now in the name of Jesus. I bind that spirit center back to the pits of hell because I couldn't open up my eyes. I couldn't do anything. It was like I was just paralyzed. And as I began to start speaking and I began to start reciting God's word, I I end up, I just happened to get up right now. So now my eyes pop open. There was a dark, it was at nighttime, but, well, it was early in the morning. But when I looked, now at first, when I tried to get myself up, I saw the dark cloud or shadow. It was like, uh, it was it wasn't a person, but it was like an image of a person, tall, dark, uh, just dark. They were covering up my eyes. But as I began to start speaking and praying, all of a sudden that dark cloud or that dark person moved from over my eyes and now it's in the corner of my bedroom. And right beside the corner, I have I had my aquarium. It was right by my aquarium. And I began to start speaking against that spirit. And so eventually it left. And I said, God, what is the purpose of this attack? And I said, well, God, whatever that purpose was, let me see it through the fish. Now, it may sound strange, but that's what I said. And so I went to work, and then after I got off work, eventually I made it to the house. And I said, the first thing I want to do, I want to go straight to my bedroom because I want to see the results of my fish. And I had, let's say I had eight or nine fish at the time. I had somewhere around that amount. And I looked at all my fish. God told me to look at all my fish. And all my fish, it looked normal. I looked at them one, two, three, four, five, six, excuse me, seven, eight. I looked at all my fish. I was like, okay, okay. And I saw, I'm like, wait a minute. I saw one of them. One of them was the black one. I saw the black one and I looked at the eyes. And now the eyes were blind. The fish was blind. The fish began to start bumping into things. It was like a some type of callus over the eyes of the fish. Now get this. Before I went to work, 
I used to inspect my fish. There was nothing wrong with the fish. I fed them. I, I always checked the pH balance of the fish, of the fish water aquarium. I checked all those things. So I was very, very knowledgeable about the care of the fish. But when I made a home and I saw that now my fish is blind, I was like, Lord, what does that mean? And that's when God showed me the devil is trying to blind. The devil want me to be blinded of the spiritual world. And so I'm bringing this up to let you all know when I begin to receive that information, I said, okay, well, God, well, thank you. Well, I'm going to study like never before. I want to study not just to be able to speak to people about it, but also for my knowledge, for me to be able to be ministered to myself through you. And so as I began to start praying for that fish, I prayed for the fish and I said, okay, God, now I understand. Now I Now I will do the studying that you want me to do. I began to start praying for that fish, and I forgot how long it took, but it didn't take long. I say within a few days, that callus, that blind fish now was sighted. I checked the pH balance. I began to start praying. I began to start feeding. I began to start taking care of, and those things left. That happened, and I was like, wow. And actually, it was two messages that came out of that uh, out of that experience. And one of the messages was entitled, The Real You. It was a message I did some time ago called The Real You, um, how we're more than just a physical being, like I had foreseen earlier. So that was one of my experiences when the devil tried to attack me at night. But also what we have to realize, the devil would try different methods to get into your spirit man at night. One of the things that he would use is having you to watch TV at night and you fall asleep. You think about it. When you sleep at night, you're vulnerable. And if you have the TV, listen, when you have the TV on at night, when you have the radio on at night, it's not just what is said, but it's the spirit that's attached to what is said or what is watched that trying to get into your gates, trying to get into your spirit, man. See, normally when you're up, you're conscious, you're alert, you can you can block different things. Uh, if something comes on TV, if I'm watching TV while I'm up, all of a sudden they show some type of nudity. I'm like, wait a minute, I can cut that off. I can immediately cut it off, change the channel or whatever. But while I'm asleep, I am a slave to whatever may be coming on TV or may be coming on the airwaves. My defense mechanism is gone. My defense mechanism is subdued because I'm leaving my gates open and when your gates are open whatever comes in it can willfully come in without any type of defense so when you go to sleep it's always important to be aware of what you're watching, what you're listening to you know I always tell people if you don't know what to listen to 
how about especially now we got all these smartphones and stuff. We can pay. We can play the audio Bible while we sleep. You can play some worship music while you sleep. It's it's always good to have some type of worship music or even like I said about audio Bible while you sleep, and you don't have to have it blasting. But it's the spirit within. In other words, while you sleep, you can be feeding your spirit man. <clears throat> you can feed your spirit man so that way when the devil tries to come and try to attack, listen, the word of God is already coating you and is already coming to your defense, even when you're vulnerable. When you sleep, you're vulnerable. So we have to be conscious of that because the devil is going to try to catch us when we're weak or when we're not attentive, when we're not paying attention. So with that, we have to realize the devil has a purpose to prevent you from being able to function properly. If he can, how to say, their strength in number, if he can divide and conquer you, if he can break you down and also like I was saying earlier, even with the uh, sleep deprivation, he can get you right here in your mind. You'd be surprised when you when you're sleep deprived, you you end up allowing just about anything or sub, being subdued to anything that if you had been fully alert, fully paying attention, and also properly nourished. You would have said no because you were able to catch some type of foolery, some type of uh, uh, manipulative spirit. But when you're sleep deprived, what happened? Like I said, you're not sharp on your feet, not just mentally, but even spiritually. So we have to be aware of these things. So with that being said, God wants us to be aware of the attacks that the devil try to do, try to deal with us with at night. Uh, I mentioned earlier about even some of the um, incubus and succubus that the devil be trying to attack us with. You'd be surprised the the sexual sin or the, the spirit of sex or the spirit of lust the spirit of loneliness, the spirit of depression. Depression can come at daytime too. But you think about a lot of these things that is associated with insecurity, lonely. Listen, you're not realizing that you're lonely until it's the nighttime. Think about it. Also think about this. When do adult infomercials come on on regular television? Talk about uh I say it like this. Talk about male enhancements at nighttime. Think about it. When you up at night and you talking about when you watching TV at night, all of a sudden they talking about these things. They're showing all these things to entice you and to make you feel like, well, you need these things. You know, it when was the last time you had a good date? All this time. You did, you knew that you wasn't seeing about it, but then all of a sudden, what happened? If you're aware of the absence of that significant other, so now he's playing with your emotions, he's playing with your your mindsets, 
to make you become aware. Well, you know what? How about you call this number? You know, these are the tricks that the devil would try to use to make you, what, step outside of the purpose and the plan that God has for you. By you giving in to those type of things that God didn't intend for you to do. So, with all that being said, we have to be aware of the devil's attack. We have to be aware, like I said, not just in the daytime, but we have to be spiritually equipped. And while we're asleep, we ask God to guard us and, like I said, have preventative methods while we're asleep. Because, like I said, while we're asleep, we're vulnerable. So what do we do? We pray over ourselves first, anoint ourselves, and set the atmosphere for us to be able to allow God to come in and also set the atmosphere where there's worship music, there's uh, audio Bibles playing. Also, I do want to say this. This is something that was so important. I didn't get a chance to write it down on my notes, but I thank God he brought it back to my remembrance. Another thing, we have to be aware. I mentioned about being aware of uh, what you're listening to, what you're watching. But there is something else we have to do. We have to be aware of who we are allowing within our home, even to visit. Why do I say that? See, there are people that's coming into your home to visit your home. Get this. They are there physically to visit your home, but they may be spiritually depositing spirits that may cause conflict within your home or prevent you from getting the rest that you need. That people may be depositing or dropping off knowingly or unknowingly some type of spirit that God did not ordain for you to have. What do I mean? Look, let's just say you're married. You're married. You know, you can be married or you can be single with children. Y'all been having a wonderful time all week, and then all of a sudden, you had a visitor come to your home, sail to your house for a few minutes, and then leave. And then all of a sudden, that sweet child that you've been having fun playing with all week, or that spouse that you've had where it seems like y'all have had the time of y'all life, all of a sudden, y'all arguing, fussing, and you don't even know why. When you get to the root of it, it was nothing. It seemed like it just came out of the blue. Why is that? Maybe because that person deposited a spirit. In other words, they dropped it off. You would you would think it there, but that that might have been there to come and visit you. And like I said, that doesn't mean that they normally or willfully did it, but we have to be aware of these spirits that we are inviting, not just in our home, but even within our presence. There are some people that have an argumentative spirit. There are some, I'm going to say it like this. Think about this. If you want to know what kind of spirit that that person has, first of all, every time you talk to them, if you let's say if you're upset, if you're upset and you talk to them, you talk to them, you may have called them or they called you when you're upset, after you hang up from them, do you feel at peace? Or do you feel angrier? Think about it. That's the kind of spirit that that person has. Now, 
if you're angry and after you got done speaking to that person, talking to them, and they they spoke with you and they prayed with you and all these things, you feel peaceful, then that's good. But you talk to that person about a problem that you have and you were already mad, then all of a sudden, after you get off the phone with them, you, you're crunk. You're ready to fight. At first, you were just ready to just, you know, tell them a piece of your mind, tell somebody else a piece of your mind. But after you listen to your friend and you're supposed to be getting some relief factor, now your friend got you turned up but you're ready to fight. You're ready to start shooting up the place. That is the type of person that has the wrong spirit for you to talk to when you're emotional, when you're upset. So, like I said, when it boils down to it, we have to be aware that the devil may try to send people in your path that will disrupt your peace and your sleep. So, like I said, we got to be aware of these things. It could be at the house. It could even be at the workplace. We have to be conscious at all times. You think about when we're walking in the yard and you already smell dog boo-boo, it seems like as you get ready to go to the other yard, you still smell that same scent. So what do you do? You lift up your legs to see if it's on your shoe to make sure you don't have that residue of the dog waste on your shoe. Well, that's the same way where we have to actually act like throughout the day. Because there is a spiritual scent of the devil's mess that's in the atmosphere. But what we have to do, we have to make sure, even though we may be in the atmosphere of it, make sure that it's not on our shoe where we're transporting the devil's mess from where we're going, from where we're at to where we're headed to. So we have to be conscious of that at all times, because ultimately the devil is trying to get into your home and eventually get into your bedroom to distract you, to get you up in here. One of the things I always recommend to married couples, it's okay to have a discussion at home and all that stuff, but it takes it takes mature people to do this. If there is a discussion, don't have it in the bed. Have it at the table. Have it somewhere other than the bed. Let your bed be sacred for you to be able to get your sleep or for you to be able to get your sex home. Yes, this is married people. Being able for you to get your rest or your sex home, that's what the purpose of your bed is. But some people, they argue, they argue, they argue in the bed and not realizing those spirits are right there in your bedroom, in your bed. Not just in your bedroom, they're in your bed. So allow your bed to be sacred for those two purposes. And so that way, you'll always be able to have the peace, always be able to have that is sacred. Your bed is sacred. That's for you and your spouse. That's sacred. Now, if there are children and all that stuff, then, hey, look here. Talk in the bathroom. Go somewhere. Get out the house. Talk. Get it out. But when you get into the bed, 
that's when you want to be able to just say, hey, look here. Now, now we're off the clock. It's just like we always been told, don't bring your work life to your home life. Well, when they come down to your bed, I would love to say the bedroom, but it depends upon your living your living space and the people that's in your house. You want to make sure that your bed, make sure that you have dedicated your bed unto God. Because like I said, the devil want to deal with you. I will say this also. This is something that's in my spirit I have to say. We have to make sure also, I know that many people have done things in the past. We we might have done things, we might have done some ungodly things. We might have had fornication. We might have have had sex before marriage. Or there may be people who may have had a promiscuous lifestyle. There might have been people who may have had some adulterous lifestyle. But this is one of the things I do want to recommend. If you have done anything in your bed or in your bedroom that was unlike God in your home, of course, repent and rededicate it back to God. What we don't realize, the devil will try to use these methods also because we have not Listen, we can ask for forgiveness for what we've done, but have you thought about detoxing the place of the scene of the crime? That's something we have to think about. See, like I said, I can ask the God to forgive me. I can go to church. I can ask God to forgive me. But also what I need to do is make sure that I rededicate my, not just myself or my body, but I need to rededicate my bed back to God. Because what happened? The devil may try to utilize that bed that I used to, I'm just using this for an example, that bed I used to uh, have wild sex parties and I used to do all this freaky stuff and I still wasn't uh, married. I'm sleeping with different women all off of my bed. Now, I've given my life to God. I repented. I gave my life to God. I'm in church now, but there's still the same bed I used to do all those things to. So, that's why, just like how I rededicated my body, I rededicated my life to God, I need to rededicate that bed back to God, too. So that's something we have to think about. Check out the atmosphere of your bed, of your home, of your bedroom. You want to make sure that it's a welcome environment for God to come in. We have to make sure that we do our part to be what? Responsible for us to be able to be vigilant and being able to go to the root of the problem or sources. God wants us to be responsible. God wants us to be stewards, good stewards in the stuff that he has given us management over. So those are some of the things that I just wanted to kind of bring up and um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, as we get ready to wrap up the show, I'm going to go to uh, my, my, it's frozen. Okay. Um, 
for no shit. But anyway, okay, good. Okay, I was I wanted to check on um chat room, make sure that in case somebody sent something. But some of the things we have to think about when it comes down to the sleep, God want us to have the sweet sleep. And like I said, the devil going to try to deal with us, try to talk to us, try to prevent us from getting the sleep that we deserve, the sleep that we need. And realize just because you're dealing with it doesn't mean that you have to deal with it forever. There may be things that there may be methods that God want to give you that will help you get this quality of sleep that you need, but also be aware of the text of the devil. And I'm going to give you a couple of couple of scriptures that will help us if we are dealing with some type of sleep deprivation. Job 14 and 12, it says, So he lies down, do not rise, till the heavens are no more. People will not awake or be roused from their sleep. Uh, John 11 and 12. The disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Also, Proverbs 6 and 9, it said, how long will you lie there, you slumber? When you get, when you, when will you get up from your sleep? Oh, I'm going to read mine. God promised us sweet sleep. God promised us. He said he would give you sweet sleep. My computer went crazy on me. But God will give us sweet sleep. He promised us while we're lying in bed. Think about this. If God's responsibility is God's responsibility not to worry. God doesn't worry. See, there's no panic in heaven. One of the uh, great ministers said, uh, "Land I watched him. There's no panic in heaven, only preparation. God has already prepared. Listen, God has already prepared everything for us, for us to be able to get the rest and promise us rest and sweet sleep. But what we have to do, we have to remember that God has that for us to help us be able to get the rest, the quality of rest. God promised us not just sleep, but sweet sleep. God promised us, but we have to rest and trust in him. The Bible also tells us, it says, think of these things. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest, other things, if there be of any virtue, think on these things. And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Your heart, that means your soul. Not just your your physical organ, heart, but the real you, which is right below your navel, that gut feeling, that's that's where your soul resides. But God promised us to have sweet sleep. I'm pulling up now. I ain't up 
uh, getting the wrong one. I apologize earlier. But God promised us sweet sleep. God promised us that he wants us to be able to function. God has these things to help us. There it is. Psalms 121, 2 through 5. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let you fall. Your guardian will not fall asleep. Indeed, the guardian of Israel never rests or sleeps. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is the shade over your right hand. And think about this. Right hand is what? Authority. Proverbs 3 and 24. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Hmm. That's enough said right there. You will not be afraid. When you rest, your sleep will be peaceful. That's Proverbs 3 and 24. Psalms 4, 7 and 8. But you have made me happier than they will ever be with all your wine and grind. When I go to bed, I will sleep in peace because, Lord, you keep me safe. Psalms 3, 3 through 6. But you, Lord, protect me. You will bring me honor. You will give me hope. I will pray to the Lord and he will answer me from his holy mountains. I can lie down to rest and know that I will wake up because the Lord covers and protects me. I will not be afraid of my enemies, even if thousands of them surround me. Proverbs 1 and 33, it gives us rest assured. It says, but whosoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Psalms 16 and 9, Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoice. My body also will rest securely. And last two, Isaiah 26 and 3, You will keep in perfect peace. Those who mind or steadfast or stayed because they trust in you. And once again, Philippians 4 and 7, in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding should guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus, our Lord. These are some of the benefits of us having the rest and the sleep that we need. But God wants us to get the rest and sleep that we need, but the devil does not want us. And that's why he attacks us at night. So for those who may have may have a question, those who may not understand, you know what? I didn't realize why the devil was trying to deal with me at night. Know that you have a purpose and a plan, but the devil trying to block you from fulfilling the purpose and plan that God have you effectively. And just in case you may be watching, who may feel like, you know what? Um, I, 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 maybe my past is keeping me from coming to God or maybe getting the rest that I need. What do I need to do? Surrender everything to God. Bible tells us, Romans 10 to 9, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, that Savior, and the heart, the God.
God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Also, for you to cast all your curse upon him, because he cares for you. And whatever your needs and concerns are, you can give it to God right now. And know that he's right here to listen, and not just to listen to you but also to answer your prayers. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we come to you right now, God, to forgive us, God, if there's anything we said or done or felt that was done like you. And God, we ask you to forgive us, God, and we thank you for your forgiveness and we receive your forgiveness. God, we're coming to you right now, God. We understand, God, that the devil may try to attack us, God. But God, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to be aware of the devil's attack. God, we even heard in your word Mark 9 and 29 But some things come by prayer and fasting And so we understand That this is a demonic attack A spiritual attack And the spiritual attack must be dealt with Within the spirit So God help us God to not just pray God, But even to fast and pray To turn up the, turn up the stove To turn up the notch For us to be able to fight, not just in the physical, but fight in the spirit right now, God. And God, we know, God, the greatest it is in us as it is in the world. So God, if we rely and trust in you, God, you will help us to overcome whatever the attack the devil tries to do right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we were speaking, God, for those who may seek for a psychiatrist or a psychologist, God, we're speaking, God, that you Gear them, that you lead them to a person that's going to promote you, God, and bring the help and the healing that is needed, God, that's, that, that is provided right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and stand around everything you stand for, behind every problem, behind every confusion. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking, God, for this testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for removing, God, the uh, attacks of the devil, the mental games, the, the manipulative uh, uh, torture that the devil tries to do towards your people right now. God, we speaking, God, that the devil will no longer trespass on your property right now, God. This is your property. We are your children and your property. And Satan, we kick you out. We evict you right now in the name of Jesus. You're no longer trespassing on God's property. This is God's property, and he's the owner of it, and we thank you for it right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for removing every weight, every burden right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do right now, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, not only for the testimonies coming from this, God, but even the witnesses that's coming from this right now, God, and we thank you for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. If you have any questions uh, or even uh, future topics, feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook or you can um, catch me on uh, the website. You can email me. You can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. O-R-G. Uh, you can go to my date of devotions on my website. You can go to the date of devotions, uh, my upcoming events, my personal appearances, or you can go to the store section on my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, The Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform the men the needs and responsibilities towards their uh, children, their spouse, or even their children's mother. Also, you can go to uh, also is there also to encourage 
women the needs and responsibilities of men and also uh, for women the quality of a potential future husband and uh, pro, uh, excuse me, uh, potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.